The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd. Joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, Mr. Jason Kupsik. What is cracking, sir? 
Oh, just another week. We're actually back to second episode this week. It feels good. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. I blame you. Like... Oh, fuck me, I also me, blame man. myself. Yeah, so. I blame you. I always blame you. Come on. So what's so new, we, man? We got a guest. We got a guest tonight. That's what's new. That's what's up. So literally, um, I first started talking to him. It was probably only like a week ago now. Uh, on Instagram, his name is Michael, but he goes by Septembrio online, which I, is his band name or persona. We'll figure that out in a minute. Um, but he's also called Michael. So say what's up to our listeners, Michael. What's up to our listeners, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, uh, bro. Yeah, the, the band name is Septembrio. I've had a live band. It's kind of a Nine Inch Nails situation. Right. Uh, uh, right now, I'm just a, a solo artist, but uh, you know, I have a band uh, that plays with me on stage sometimes. Most of the time, I play solo, and uh, and I actually go by Michael Eight uh, within Septembrio. It's just a little confusing, but uh, I'm sure you get the hang of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there you go. Now, how long have you been I, a, I have a, a musician a too? I, so. <laughs> you do have a nickname, Doctor Feelgood. There you go. <laughs> Now, I was going to say, like, how long have you been a musician? Uh, all my life, uh, of course. Yeah. Um, but I've seriously started pursuing it, I'd say, quite seriously, starting in 2011, which is when Septembrio really started to get out there. So it's been, it's been about seven years now. Very nice. Now, did it happen in November of 2011? Uh no, but <laughs> I I did have that eleven eleven song yeah, that dude. you listened to. Um, mm-hmm. I first came up with the concept for it. Uh, uh, while planning a special eleven 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 show, and uh, because even back then uh, I was really into synchronicity, and uh, it was it was really weird planning that show because I think early on in uh, in September's career. I knew what I wanted to put out there, but it was hard for me to figure out how to communicate it. And uh, that show really put things into perspective for me and helped me find uh, basically my people, the like-minded people. And uh, so leading up to that show, the 11-11-11 show, uh, I experienced so many synchronicities. There was just this huge surge. It uh, It was very weird for me. That's really cool. Though. So how how did you let's start out with young Michael? What were you interested in first? The supernatural stuff or music? What what came first on that part? Um, I guess it would be supernatural stuff, uh, or uh, it would be music because uh, I I can remember being three years old, uh, and there's a videotape of this somewhere. I can remember being three years old at a family reunion, and I have quite a big family. My mom was like the youngest of eight kids. Wow. And they were all musicians. And uh, I remember pretty vividly uh, my grandfather and a few of my uncles and I think one of my aunts even, they're all on stage playing in a band. They're singing The Times Are Changing by Bob Dylan. Now, for me, being three years old, that was the first time I ever heard that song. Sure. And I remember it just uh, affecting me that I had to hide under the table and uh, so I could sing it, even though I didn't know the words. And I remember thinking... You know, at three years old, like, this is what I'm going to do. Hell yes. You know, I need to make my own songs like this one. So, yeah, probably music first, but Paranormal shortly after. I can, I've been into UFOs, ghosts, all that stuff for as long as I can remember. That's freaking sweet. I, I never did this. see the two well, connecting, actually. Yeah? Yeah, Josh is a musician, you said? I am. Yeah, uh, but he hasn't been able to connect it as far as I know. No, not like not like this. No, absolutely not. Like I use music more or less just as like fucking therapy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. That's what I do. Um, no, I really like this. So like um, all day today, I'm just gonna be honest with you here. Like all day, I've been listening to your stuff. Um, so I went on oh, like awesome. I went on iTunes and I downloaded it, um, and I've just been jamming out like all day long. It's really really good. And well, thank you so much. Well, yeah, but I mean like even. Th- all of us in the paranormal field, like, guys out there listening right now, like, if you have not checked this out, you absolutely have to do this. Um, it's right in our wheelhouse, and I think you would appreciate it even more because 
number one, it's really good music. But number two, it's talking about subject matter that we're all into anyway. So it's fucking win-win. Love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. So why don't you uh, tell them off the top of the show here how to find your stuff? And then we'll just go into more about, about you, your back, backstory and stuff. Uh, well, Septembrio isn't really a real word. So if you Google it, you'll only find me. And I think an obscure group of like a random mothers talking about their embryos that were <laughs> received in Septembrio. I, I don't know. It's really weird. But mostly you'll find me. So if you just Google Septembrio, um, it's basically like September and embryo. So S-E-P-T-E-M-B-R-Y-O. You'll find me. I basically live on Instagram. That's where I've connected with the most like-minded people and uh, just feel the most freedom as far as social media goes. Yeah. To you know talk about really out there stuff and and so it's really fun. Um, yeah, you can find me on iTunes, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you download or stream music. Um, yeah, I'm I'm basically everywhere. But if if you really want to connect with me, if you're really into you know, paranormal stuff and synchronicity and all that. Uh, Instagram's a place to go because I post there every day. Hell yeah. That's how you and I first started talking. I don't know. I don't know who followed who or where or what. But I do know that we got a text after mentioning you that our good listener and friend Shaggy yeah. uh, follows you as well and said he likes your music. Oh, that's really cool. Hell yeah. And I like Shaggy's music. <laughs> yeah, have you checked his stuff out? Uh, does he actually have music? I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, I, he, has he a does. He has a joke. We got uh, <laughs> we got a reggae singer in Canada uh, named Shaggy. So I forgot that <laughs> you guys might not know oh, who okay. that is. Oh, wait a uh, second, no, Did, I've heard the name. Shaggy had some hits back in the nineties. There you go. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Sweet succulent and fine. Yep, exactly. Yeah, dude. That's what's up. Yeah. There you go. That's good shit right there. Well, that's really cool. Yeah, but, yeah, like I said, it's uh, it's like a, it's like a nice group of people on Instagram, and you know, it's a, it's a cool community to connect with everyone that's into that stuff. So, so I mean, what was your first paranormal experience? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Um, see, this is the funny thing is, if you asked me that question, I don't know, like ten years ago, I would have told you that I, I never had any paranormal experiences. Um, but you know, after, after some time of being able to kind of reframe things, um, I realized that there, there's been a, a bunch throughout my life. And, uh, you know, one of the subjects that I posted to you guys was for suggesting for the show was, um, the concept that the supernatural is actually a universal human experience, meaning everybody actually experiences it. Um, but what I think is that everyone is not always aware they're experiencing it or they're, you know, because I think when people think of the supernatural, they think of, you know, classic ghosts, UFOs, Bigfoot, and uh, you know what, not everything fits in those neat little boxes. And uh, you know, the universe is far weirder than, uh, than we can even explain at this point. Yeah. Um, so trying to think back, um, one of the weirdest experiences that I can remember I was 14 and uh, I don't know when you were a teenager, if, if you were an asshole too, but I definitely was. I was. And so me, yeah, we all were. <laughs> yeah. Which is why it's fun watching Justin Bieber grow up in the spotlight. Exactly. Like, Fuck. I'm glad I wasn't famous when I was that age. <laughs> but, uh, Everybody so liked yeah. me. <laughs> Fuck off. Coops. I, I was the bigger, like taller guy and nobody fucked with me. So I didn't have to be an asshole. They just assumed oh, I was. Yeah. I I'm five, seven and I'm done growing. So I, I, you know, I had, <laughs> so anyways, me and my asshole friends, one thing, one thing we would always do the past the time was, uh, I'm sure there's a name for it, but we, we used to just do prank calls. Like my friends would randomly dial a number and without any plans, they would hand me the phone and I would improvise and I would see how long I could keep that random person on the phone. Oh shit! And, uh, and it was, it was a ton of fun. I remember one time there was like this, uh, they dialed a random number and it ended up being like this, uh, weird, like, 
what was it even? I can't even remember, but it was like, it went to an answering machine and uh, I just ended up screaming into the machine, you know, <laughs> crazy things like that. Anyway. So if I drew a blank and I couldn't like come up with anything on the spot, the one thing I would do is I would just ask for a random name and more than likely they would be like, Oh, you got the wrong number. And then that'd be it. And I would just try again. And of course, uh, so they hand me the phone this one particular time and I'm drawing a blank. So I asked for a specific name. And of course you don't want to ask for a name like Michael or John, you know, cause you're more than likely to get somebody. So you right. want to make it fairly unique. So this time I asked for, um, Troy. And at the time that I said it, the reason why I requested that name is because at the time I had only met one Troy in my life. <laughs> and even now I only met two total. So it's a fairly unique name. Yeah. But at the time I thought of a specific Troy that was in my grade three class. <laughs> and uh, I hadn't seen him in years. Like it would have been years or like it would have been a while anyways. Um, so I asked for Troy. And then the woman on the phone's like, all right, hold on. So I'm like, fuck, <laughs> that didn't work. Now what? <laughs> so I'm like, now what do I do? So I think, I know, I'm going to ask for the specific Troy that I thought of. So Troy gets on the phone. I'm like, yo, Troy, it's 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 Michael. Uh, we were in the same grade three class at uh, at this school and everything. And I named the school, right? And he goes, <laughs> Michael from, you know, from this school. I don't want to give any too many details away right. just in case someone finds Troy. But yeah, he's like, wait a second. And then he names our third grade teacher. Oh shit. And, uh, I, oh, and it just kind of blew me away. And he's like, how did you get my number? <laughs> and I had no answer for him. So I had to just tell him the truth. Right. I said, okay, I don't have an explanation for what's going on, <laughs> but, and I told him the game and everything. And I was like, I thought of you and you just by amazing coincidence happened to be actually on the phone. That is nuts. So, uh, signifying his level of maturity he recognized it as this amazing event and he was like we have to meet up where are you and it turned out that we were within walking distance of each other what yeah and so he says let's meet up let's meet at the 7-eleven let's let's talk and everything and i said okay let's do it and i hung up the phone i was like fuck that <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't know how to handle or process what just happened. Right. And, uh, and of course I, I put that out of my memory for, for years and years. Um, but, uh, you know, how do you explain something like that? What are the odds of something like that happening? And, uh, how do you categorize that? Now I know that is something you call synchronicity, a very extreme form of it. But, uh, you know, I think a lot of people experience things like that. And like me, who, by the way, at that time was very into supernatural things, didn't know what to make of it. So I just kind of dismissed it. And I think that's what a lot of people do is they explain it away because they're, they're a little bit too afraid to confront what it might mean. Yeah. Or they just, you know, the brain can't comprehend what it doesn't have context for, which I didn't at the time. I would totally so that's agree just one that. example. Yeah, and I would totally agree. Now, how familiar were you at that time, you know, with with the idea or concept of synchronicity was it even uh, in your not ballpark at all yeah okay you just knew it was f fucking freaky like a zillion yeah. to one chance that this actually happened right yeah, it's and it's weird too because it wasn't like i was so creeped out by it right like i didn't understand it at all that i in the moment just shrugged it off like fuck that you right know? right yeah, so you so, left the dude at Seven Eleven. I know. Like I said, I was an asshole. So it happens. It probably would have been like you guys would have hit it off, as started some kind of business, and you'd be living on a beach somewhere now. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like I know now that things like that happen for a reason, and uh, and you know something really amazing would have came out of that. But uh, now I'll never know. But I'll never make that mistake again. That is nuts. So, but now you do understand, not when well, understand might not be the right word, but now you are more aware of these synchronicities and 
you mentioned to me that it's not necessarily 11-11 that you see, but wh- how did that get started for you? Oh, that was... Uh, so I do see 11-11, but, uh, and I see a, a whole bunch of numbers now, but it started as, it usually was just numbers and threes. Yeah. And I think synchronicity is different for every person because it's not for anybody but the person experiencing it. And I think that's why a lot of people, when they try to tell their friends about it, they go, that doesn't mean nothing, dude, (laughs) you know? Right. Um, So for me, I think the first time I had even heard about it, I didn't realize that this was like a global thing people were experiencing. I don't think most people do when they first uh, start experiencing it. But, you know, the first thing I I had ever heard was, you know, 1111 make a wish. And it was just like a girl I was dating at the time mentioned it. And when I started seeing it, uh, I kind of got angry about it. Like I didn't understand it. And I was just like, fuck off. (laughs) You know, like, what is this? And uh, and I even tried to stop it, which is going through that. It's something that kind of solidified my opinion now that it is something kind of independent of us because you know i've had friends you know i would mention it like you know i've been seeing the same time over and over again to the point where it's kind of creepy and then they'd be like well you know you have an internal clock you're anticipating it you know you're looking at your phone or whatever you're you know it's you can tell um but i've had so many experiences like this is this has now been happening to me for i don't know since 2003 four yeah. 2003 probably every day several times a day wow um and sometimes a lot more and when it happens a lot i'll know that something's happening like for example um <clears throat> uh there's a septembrio comic by the way and it's it's based on a lot of uh personal experiences and there's a character named linda in the book who's a psychic and so there's a real psychic in my life named Linda that I've known since that time. And I'll never forget on my way to see her, you know, I woke up, was getting ready to go out. I see it was 11, 11 on the clock, get on the bus. Like this was a very long trip. I get on the bus, get off the bus, go to another train station. I see the clock there. It's one eleven. Wow. And then I get off the bus or whatever, what happened. I just kept seeing it like everywhere. 11, 11 11 111 222 it took me a long time to get to this place um and then it was happening so often that by the time i got to this train station and uh, i went to punch my ticket in when you validate it it time stamps it right right before i put it in without realizing what time it was i'm like watch it's gonna be 333 because oh. that's how consistent it had been that day i time stamp it i pull it out it wasn't 333 it was it was quarter after three but it was the 24-hour clock, so it came out 15:15. Oh shit! And it was just like <laughs> that blew my mind. And of course, that event was uh, life-changing. Yeah. Which is so when when I start to see it a lot, that's when I kind of take notice and be like, okay, something's happening, and I get kind of excited, and it always leads to something good. That is freaking awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. I started seeing it really first time i noticed it in my life was probably in 2001 yeah 2001 but i didn't i mean i paid attention to it because i didn't have a choice i was seeing it every day Um, right but i didn't really like you said i had no idea that it happened to other people it was just an internal clock thing It, it was around 2003 2004 probably i think my daughter was a year old or so that I stumbled online, and I told that story. You actually heard that story if you listened to I did to the hear episode. that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a crazy night, man. And that's the interesting thing is, like, all, it seems to be that everybody's going through the same thing. Um, like, if you think about it, to attach significance to numbers on a clock is kind of a dumb idea, right? Like, if you hadn't experienced it, you'd be like, that's dumb, which is kind of everyone how everyone describes it. Um, so it's really interesting to see that people are finding significance in it to begin with and then discovering that other people are are experiencing it too, not the other way around. Cause you would, you would pretty much figure that it's like, Oh, it's the influence of everyone else talking about it and, and such and such, but it typically seems to go the other way around, which I find interesting. 
It is because yeah, I hadn't even heard of the eleven eleven make a wish at that time. Yeah. Um, I, I was dating that. my first wife when I first started seeing it, and I didn't know anybody that had that had even said anything about that or said something like that at that time. I just thought it was weird. Um, but what's interesting? Um, so one other point I want to make about the supernatural being a universal experience is I think that our focus and attention and openness to it actually invites in more experiences. Right. Um, and so it's weird. The number of things started first and synchronicities, but it started leading to other things, um, which is, um, I don't know what you would even call it, but uh, I think most people call it the, the, they classify it as sleep paralysis. Sure. So, you know, when you're going to bed and you start seeing things, um, the the tricky thing about about that is I've been reluctant to uh, describe what I'm experiencing as sleep paralysis because for one thing I'm never paralyzed. You can and move. And for another, um, I'm rarely ever scared. Okay. It's rarely ever a negative experience. It's more just you know I'll see people or things or whatever, and I'm usually like I'm sitting up and I'm you know getting a closer look and I'm really curious. Um, and then it eventually goes away. Um, but it's usually a positive thing, you know, at least for me. Uh, so, so, and I've had experiences where I've seen things that I've been able to verify, um, at a later time. Um, and one of the things was one of the things made into the book, although this is more definitely in the dream state. When I was living downtown, um, I had a dream that uh, I was on another floor in my apartment building. And I could tell because I lived in probably the most ghetto apartment building. <laughs> Every floor had different carpet, different wallpaper. You know, it was the same layout, but it was just like they all had their own stuff because it was just like each floor probably only got renovated when it burned down or something. <laughs> um, and <laughs> apparently this was one of those, those times because in my dream, I'm in the hallway and I know I'm on another floor and there's smoke everywhere. And I'm just thinking there's a fire in one of these rooms. What's happening? And then suddenly I wake up and the fire alarm, the building is going off. Oh. And what's, what's really funny about this is I don't think anything of it. I don't even connect it to because the fire alarm in my building was really faulty. Like I said, high end place. Right. Um, so I'm like, whatever, time to get ready for work. So I get dressed and I go through all this stuff. I go downstairs, go outside, get on the train. I'm halfway to work when I finally sit up and go, wait a second. And I realize that there was fire trucks outside. And then I think about my dream and I was like, how did I know that there was a fire? Right. Uh, so that was one of the first examples. Um, and and uh, another really e- extreme example of something like that. This one, This one, I'm fully conscious. This is the other thing, too, is I'm rarely ever actually dozing off i'm usually just in bed and then it will just start even before i feel like i'm drifting off but um so uh my girlfriend was pregnant with our our son and and uh i don't know if if any of you guys have kids or whatever or if uh, do you guys have kids at all oh yeah yeah okay i have a 14 year old oh wow there you go so i don't for women, they're carrying the child, right? And so they feel this this person inside them. They have this connection. For the guy, the experience with pregnancy is a little more like, I kind of have to take your word for it. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. You're kind of out there and you're like, oh, they kicked. And you feel the belly and you feel something. And you're like, and it still doesn't seem quite real. You know, yeah. like that's how it was for me kind of. It was Absolutely. just so hard to wrap your mind that there's a person in there. Um, so this night happens. And, uh, you know, she's asleep. And then suddenly I see this child floating above the bed. And I knew it was our son. Wow. Somehow. And, uh, and I, I had got attached to his name at the time. So I, I said to her, I can, I can see our, our boy. I can see him. You know, and I'm trying to shake her awake. And she's not waking up. So I just kind of leave and I just continue to look at him. And then the next morning... She gets really freaked out by anything supernatural. Like, I think it was like 
broad daylight middle of the afternoon one time and i was like so do you believe in reincarnation and she was like shut up (laughs) like she couldn't even couldn't even talk about that so i don't bring this stuff up to her at all because she gets freaked out but i had to bring this up so i told her i'm pretty sure i saw her son last night and she's like how i'm like in the things that i see i i saw him so she she was pretty good about it and she's like okay (laughs) okay what does our son look like so I describe him, you know, I'm like, well, he's got your skin, your olive skin. He's got like your eyes, they're really big and brown. Um, he's got my hair. It's long and, and blonde, but darker roots and all that. And, you know, I describe him, right? And she's like, yeah, that's interesting. Fast forward to, you know, however many months it is and he's born. He comes out red skin, jet black hair, blue eyes, <laughs> you know, doesn't look anything like I saw. Um but then, um, you know, time passes and, you know, uh, most babies are born with blue eyes and it right. changes later and his changed to brown. And, you know, obviously his skin started to kind of mellow out. You know, most newborns have their red skin. And then his hair started getting really light and thick and all that. And uh, by the time he was about one, he eventually looked the way he has looked always and still does now wow which was exactly how i described now i just i'll never forget the moment where i just kind of clued in looked at him and realized that you know i really did see him and it would make sense i don't know if you were going to show yourself you know to your father from in the before life i guess you would call it sure you would show yourself in the form that you would be most recognizable and so that was another odd one uh, but very special experience. Well, absolutely, that's amazing. I mean, this these all sound like um, like premonitions of sorts. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, it's fascinating stuff. It's almost like you're tapping into um, what some people would call like you know our own psychic abilities or what have you. Right, and yeah, and that's and that's what I think too is that uh, I think everybody has these abilities. Right. Um, but they're they're mostly dormant, or if you, I mean. If you don't know they exist, how do you learn to use them, right? So I think, you know, uh, synchronicity is one of the first things that opens people's eyes up. And then it's just kind of like a progression from there. The more you focus on it, the more you allow it, the the deeper it goes. Absolutely. Now, going back to the whole um, synchronicity thing with uh, specific numbers, is it just simply a clock that you're experiencing this? Is it... Street oh, signs it's, it's is it? Ev- I mean, just everything. Okay, it's everything. I um, it's uh, uh, a lot of times when I'm recording, you know, I'll pause. Like uh, one of the first songs I did that was actually instrumental in shaping September sound. I'll never forget that because like it kept happening, and I was so inspired with this song, and it was like the first time that I was really uh experimenting with like uh synths and electronic elements in sure. my rock music. Uh, which is uh, has shaped the sound of Septembrio. Septembrio is electronic rock, and this was the first time I was actually playing with that. And so it just kept happening. And again, this is when I keep seeing the numbers, I know that something's important. Yeah. And so, like, I would stop the the song on like the millisecond. It'd be like two twenty two twenty two, and it, it would keep happening. And uh, by the time I was done recording the song, there's a very abrupt stop at the end. The song was done, and the song ended up being three minutes and thirty-three seconds long, exactly. Wow, which is really interesting. It's just really cool um, because it, it almost seems as if something bigger than fucking any of us is is almost trying to relay a message to you, like, dude, you're on the right path. Right. Well, and you know that's what, what most people. That's the big, the main theory. I mean, there's others, yeah. but that's one of the main theories. It's a, it's a signal. Um. That something is important is supposed to be happening in your life. And it's up to debate on whether if you're supposed to do something in that moment or if it's just like a signal letting you know. Well, and that was another question that I, you know, that was another question I was going to have. Like, have you talked to like a numerologist or anything like uh, of that type of nature? You know what's really funny is uh, I know next to nothing about numerology. I know yeah. that it's the sum of numbers and all that. Like you take your name and right, you add right. up all that. But I know next to nothing about it. It's just it's interesting to me because like for me personally, guys, like I don't necessarily experience 
the 1111 stuff. However, with me, it's either 1234 or one, two, three, four. Yep. Yeah. Or three, three, three. Always. Now, I always kind of associated the three, three, three with um, like a Trinity, like the Holy Trinity, or maybe even right. maybe even something darker than that. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, fuck, like, why am I seeing this? Right. Well, I did talk to a numerologist who told me, no, it's quite the opposite. It's more angelic, like in nature. If you right. believe um, in a, you know, angels, demons, what have you, it would be more angelic or positive. That's good. Yeah. So here's here's an interesting thing because, like I said, synchronicity is very personal. And for me, the the thing in threes was happening for me uh, specifically because I think because I held significance in the threes because there's you know there's the trinity there's the historical belief that if something happened in threes it was a sign of perfection and right, all that. Right. So I kept seeing threes. Um, and uh, even in, you know, because I was big on uh, UFO lore and everything, like even in uh, alien abduction scenarios, there seems to be this recurring uh, theme of threes and all that. There is always three entities in the room, if you notice, or there's all this different stuff. So I kept seeing things in threes. And so um, what happened when I booked that 11-11-11 show was that um, – everyone started telling me their own numbers that they saw, which was, you know, they would see 12-12. And in my mind, I'm like, no, that doesn't count. You know, or like <laughs> one, two, three, four. I'm like, no, that doesn't count. Right. Like it did nothing for me, right? But everyone, still, they experienced those things on the same frequency that I did. So I was meeting all these people with their own experiences. And then a funny thing happened. And this was weird because I'd been experiencing the numbers for years is in the what was it? It was like something like two weeks leading up to the show. It completely stopped. Oh shit. And it had been happening so frequently that I really took notice of that. And I got really upset and I couldn't understand what was happening. And so I play the show and I'm like, I feel like a fucking fraud now. Yeah. What What's happening? And then, you know, I played the show and it was really amazing. It met a lot of great People, they told me their stories and, you know, all about their own numbers that they see. And uh, and then after the show was done, the numbers started up again. But now it wasn't my numbers. It was everybody else's oh, numbers. Oh, shit. That's cool. And and then shortly after that, it was it was my numbers and their numbers. And um, so that was another thing that kind of really demonstrated to me that this was something independent of my expectations or of my own free will yeah so i thought that was interesting no, it's i don't know cool. if that's happened to anybody else like it's that, really cool that though cool. again not just... that not like that like where something happened in that sense but i've had times where i'll notice that i haven't been seeing it and soon again i'll start seeing again but i haven't been affected but i, I that definitely sounds like that was because you questioned their experience that something showed you not to question their experience. That's a that's a good point. And maybe and you know, it's like you could say it opened me up to to more synchronicity, which is kind of maybe that's that's what it is for everybody. It seems to be that that's the first thing that anybody describes experiencing when it comes to synchronicity or anything that's kind of out of the usual, that's the first thing people will notice. Wow. Um, and the great thing is um, with, with my album and with that 11, 11 song, I'm meeting people all the time that are, are messaging me uh, usually pretty positive messages, but sometimes cursing me like, fuck you. Oh, I see it now. <laughs> I never saw it before you. Fuck you, Mike. That is you know? awesome. But that's pretty cool is that I'm opening people up. To yeah. things which is really cool to think about you know another question i guess i have is you know as far as uh like your family for example um <clears throat> you said you, had, you come from a large family and all of that now um have they experienced this stuff in the past are they experiencing it now uh since you've like started putting out the albums and things of that nature yeah uh well so I come from a large family, but my, uh, m you know, my mother was uh, kind of uh, 
kind of separated from them all. There is, uh, I kind of come from like a broken family in that sense. So even though sure. I had all these aunts and uncles and their musicians, you know, that reunion that I described was one of my only memories of them all. Right. Um, so I don't recall uh, stories like that. I don't recall hearing any synchronicity stories from my mom, but I do remember her sharing some supernatural stories as well. Like she grew up on a farm with her, her family and, uh, and she remembers clear as day, like a, uh, a daylight close encounter with a UFO. And they even have, I think they have a letter from like the Canadian, um, like uh, Canadian government or something, thanking them for the report and everything. Wow. But like she describes like everything going bright red and just being terrified because she saw her older sister crying and she knew that meant something was wrong, but it was like right over the house and, um, and then it just kind of goes blank and she doesn't remember it leaving. It's just gone, which is really interesting. Wow. Um, but yeah, my mother was big on, into the paranormal as well. So, but yeah, specifically not the numbers. Like I said, the first thing I ever heard anything about that was 1111 make a wish. Which yeah. to me, it was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Find a penny, pick it up. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> you know? Man, that's freaking awesome though, that they would get a letter thanking them basically for their service to the country for reporting such uh exactly, yeah. uh, it's now here in america um they'd be like you shut your fucking mouth that never happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a li- it's a little different in canada yeah we um, need to I, be I, a little I, more I read like a book it. called dark object and it's actually about a, a ufo crash in canada that's actually documented um you know to the best of their ability sure but it's it's actually documented yeah wow so, a little Just, different yeah a little fuck <laughs> but if you it's ask awesome. me i don't think i don't think the cover-up has any national borders and it's not an american cover-up either so yeah. i think it's a little irrelevant there right right yeah well let's take a quick break and then i want to get into some other paranormal stories and topics including um i want to ask you about your comic and where to find it and whatnot because i found some previews but i wasn't actually able to find the whole thing mm-hmm. but i don't want to grab another beer so <laughs> we're gonna take a break and play um play a couple things from our sponsors and be right back all right welcome to paranormal warehouse paranormal warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers create a profile add friends Upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Maybe it was the ghost of an alien that worked for the government. You know, you remove the alien anal probe out of the story and it probably wasn't this guy's worst Saturday night. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries and the unexplained. All viewed through sceptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Listen to Brent and John make sense of it all each week. By subscribing, find us on iTunes by searching Hysteria 51 or anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. One night. One location. One group of friends pushed their limits of sanity. It was great. It really made you think about some things, how how everything's connected. Oh, sure. How do you perceive your own reality? The film was really awesome. Being a, a investigator and being at Malvern uh, a couple times, uh, this really jived with a lot of experiences that I've had. What's that? Perception and stuff, just, you don't think of those things. <laughs> Oh, very interesting. You're not allowed outside anymore. Watch the Brush with Evil series, along with other Josh Heard documentaries, 
go to joshherd.net. You will find books, documentary films, and of course, the ectoplasm show. joshherd.net. Welcome back, everybody. We are back with our good buddy, Dr. Feelgood, and our new good buddy, Michael from Septembrio. Gentlemen, welcome back. Hey, hey. thank you. We get our uh, we get our refreshments. I did. You yeah. Did. <laughs> what are you drinking? I'm drinking um, this really odd black tea. That's what I'm, I'm having. I'm so glad you said tea at the end of that sentence. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you don't know Josh like I know. <laughs> it wouldn't have been odd. It would have been rather normal. Right. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Just like this. He did me from it's behind. Really which odd great. black. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was looking at a couple things, too, right before the show. And I, I, I watched your um, X-Files video yesterday awesome. and i recognized that office as Mulder's office and then i saw your post online just now about how it's your basement and you decorated it like his office oh yeah how long did that take you to no set doubt. that up and get all the stuff for it it took a it took a little bit it didn't take too long but it was a lot of work because i you know my basement isn't just an empty studio it's it's like it's the office, it's the playroom, it's yeah. the workout room, <laughs> it's the jam room, it's everything. So I had to move, I had to empty out one whole side, move it, move all the stuff to the other side to set that up. So on the one side, it looked like Mulder's office, but on you know for the X Files video, yeah. But on the other side of the basement, you know, you would swear I was gonna film uh, a hoarder's music video, like <laughs> it's just terrible. So, yeah, it took me a while. It was a lot of effort, a lot of sweat, um, a lot of borrowing some some cabinets and stuff for my work even. I had to text my boss <laughs> the next morning, be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, if you go in the office today and it looks like we were robbed, don't worry, I'll bring it back. <laughs> so he's like, okay. <laughs> I was wondering where some of our stuff went. So It's all good. Yeah. It looked yeah, really it good. And Thank you. It was convincing as his office and... Also, the Stranger, Stranger Things, Things set yeah. looked convincing as well. Was that yeah. the exact same wallpaper, same or do you find something similar? Oh, so it's the, the same basement. Same basement. Uh, yeah, it as, wasn't wallpaper. Well, it was something else that oh, we okay. had to paint over and put up on the wall. Yeah, that sweet. worked out too. Yeah, it looked really Okay, that good. makes sense. It'd be easier to recreate the wallpaper than trying to find it. Now, I did yeah, notice. I did notice it that. Off and, you yeah. had the um, you had the original Nintendo Entertainment System there. I um, did. Is and that you know yours? My buddy. Well, sorry, is, is that mine? Yeah, it is. That's outstanding. Uh, one of my friends keeps calling me out for it though, because he's like, "Stranger Things takes place in 1983. NES came out in '86. Poser. <laughs> like, first of all, season one was in 1983. Right. Season two is in 1984, and I'm hearing that season three is going to jump to 86. So shut your mouth, Johnny. <laughs> you shut, shut your, your mouth. damn mouth. <laughs> Name drop on you, asshole. So, oh, that's yeah. great, man. That is great. What's really cool was uh, everyone was telling me about Stranger Things because, you know, it takes place in the 80s, which is, you know, when I was born. Um, there's, uh, you know, all the synth music, which sounds like September pretty much. Yeah. Um, and then there was a, a girl named Eleven, which, you know, everyone knows about Eleven Eleven and all that. And it's all sci-fi supernatural goodness, which is very similar to the uh, Septembrio comic. There's even a BuzzFeed article online about all the similarities between Septembrio and Stranger Things. Sweet. So everyone kept telling me about the show. They're like, it is so Septembrio. You need to watch it. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So I watch it and I, I get obsessed. And then what's funny is I made this music video right before season two debuted. Oh, yeah. And I always have my eight shirt on because I'm Michael eight and, you know, that's my number and everything. I was born September 8th. So it's kind of where that comes from. Um, and then season two starts and they I don't know if you guys have watched the show or if you're caught up. Oh, yeah. But uh, they, int they introduced am, yeah. a new character and her name is eight. Right. And I was just like, what the fuck? Right. You know? So 
to everyone watching the music video, it looked like I was ahead of the curve. <laughs> but uh, that's just that's my number. So it's really interesting. That is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the, those videos turned out great. And do you have other people helping you produce those, or did you produce them on your own? Uh, I, I produce uh, the music videos is pretty much my girlfriend and I. Uh, you know, we put the kids to bed, and then we go to the basement. Nice. And then we're up till like three in the morning filming and doing all this <laughs> stuff. So, yeah. Now, what are you shooting it's, everything on? I'm a filmmaker as well, so I, I'm always interested in what people use as their equipment. Oh, what do we got? Just kind of, uh, we got our Canon T3i. Yeah, absolutely. I use the same. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We rent some lights from the music store and the smoke machine and try to get the right mood. Uh, you know, putting that together for the upside down shots were really cool. Right, right. Um, yeah. X-Files was tricky, though, because it's like, I don't know. I used to always be frustrated with X-Files trying to watch it. And there's all these really dark scenes where you can't see what's going on. Yep. <laughs> so I tried to emulate that in my video. And that was that was actually really tough to do. That's good stuff. Absolutely good stuff. So um, we mentioned the comic a little bit. And I I did a quick search online earlier today. I had, it, This just came together really quickly. So I haven't been in depth in looking into you or or your stuff really but i was only able to find the previews are, are the, is that graphic novel online somewhere is it in print um it is or? not it is not released digitally yet there are previews online for people to kind of discover it yep. um mm-hmm. it is uh so you can you can order it from us online the reason why it's not on uh comicsology or anything like that yet is just uh it takes quite a bit to reformat and and meet all their requirements. They actually have like specific font requirements and there's a lot of things we work. And uh, right now my artist is, uh, you know, he, he spends all his extra time drawing this book. So I think, yeah, we're, we're on issue three, issue three is out. Issue four is going to come out in a little bit. Um, There are eight issues for this graphic novel. So when that story is all published and completed, I think we're going to rework the whole thing and, finally release it digitally but you can order it um at the septembrio store online um and uh and it's uh it's in stores all across canada and there's a few there's a few stores in the states that have it uh i believe in portland there's three stores there and um actually my artist is going to be in seattle for the emerald city city comic con so he'll probably uh, get some books in some of the stores there too. So yeah. if you're not in Portland or, or Seattle right now, uh, the easiest thing to do is just order it from Septembrio.com. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so we touched on aliens a little bit about your mom seeing the UFO and stuff. Have you experienced any other type of paranormal stuff like, like aliens or Bigfoot? I mean, Bigfoot's huge in Canada. It's, it's huge all over the world, really, but they see it. It's, they even have a guy petition, petitioning Congress or whatever it is to get it. Uh, he's suing the government. That's what it is. Have you heard that story? There's a guy suing the government for for what exactly? It's one of the states in Canada, I believe. He's suing the government or he's suing the Parks Department up there, or the equivalent of the Parks Department, <laughs> to get... Um, Bigfoot recognized as a real creature and <laughs> paying him to go out and search for it. We covered it on the show. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, he's 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 actually brought a lawsuit, and the last I heard was he's waiting to hear if the judge will even take the case. Um, <laughs> but I also heard him on another show. He was interviewed on an actual Bigfoot show that I listened to, and for him, it's more symbolic. But yeah. He does want, and from what I gathered before I even heard him talk about it, it just seems like a ploy to get his expedition paid for. But <laughs> So he's going to sue the government for funding. It's one way basically. to do it. Yeah, so that he can go out and discover it so it can become a protected creature. Hey, when you can't um, get the grants, you know what I mean? He can't get the grants. <laughs> Next thing is. Oh, is he, is he part of a, of like a Bigfoot group? Might be. I don't even remember his name off the top of my head. Not just a random kook or whatever. (laughs) Some money, some other beans in the woods. Right. Yeah, he's been a Bigfoot researcher for quite a while. He was quite arrogant on the show I was listening to. Um, (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, so uh, you're on the West Coast, 
Yeah. Uh, on the west side of Canada, anyways. Are you? That's right. Um, I'm so in Alberta. Bigfoot is huge in the northwest, in the United States, yeah. and it go- right. goes on up to Canada. Have you gone out looking for Bigfoot? <laughs> I have not gone out looking for Bigfoot. Um, I have never seen a Bigfoot. Uh, yeah, this is one of the reasons why, you know, I say, like, if you were to ask me at a certain point in time, if I experienced anything supernatural, I would have said no. I've never seen a UFO. I've never seen anything that I would have called an alien or a monster of any kind. Never experienced anything like that. Um, but uh, there, there is one thing that I did see, which is uh, kind of, it, it falls in line with it with something that a lot of people have seen, uh, which is really weird. And it's actually the only time during my quote unquote sleep paralysis that I've actually been scared. And I, I literally like, I screamed like a little girl and woke everybody up because I opened my eyes and there is this shadow hovering over me and it just had the most menacing, uh, I don't know what you call it, vibe about it um it was definitely like this predator hovering over you and it was humanoid in shape but it lacked a lot of detail and it its head kind of went into its shoulders like it didn't have a neck kind of thing oh, um damn. and it had red eyes and uh yeah it was just like i opened my eyes there it was screamed like a little bitch and it was gone it was like the only time i was ever actually scared Wow. And I, I see things pretty much nightly on the way to sleep. So um, that's saying something that I got scared about that. But I'm sure you guys have heard of similar descriptive things where it's like it's the shadow demon thing and it's got red eyes and the, the whole the head going into the shoulders. Right. It's almost Mothman-like right. in appearance. Oh, yeah. it's fucking trippy. Yeah. So that's that's if I mean, if you want to know about monsters or demons or anything like that, that's the one and only time I've ever seen anything like that but again not something that i would describe as physical so right no that's fucking crazy um do you so what's the future of septembrio what what are you wanting to build all of it into well um septembrio uh is right now is basically just uh me doing everything that i want uh, you know, like I said, I mentioned, you know, in the past, I never saw music and my interest in the supernatural coming together, but it just kind of did. Um, I used to always say that if I don't grow up to be a musician, I'm going to become a paranormal investigator because that's just these are the two biggest loves of my life. And uh, they just kind of came together organically. And I, I'm not sure how it happened. It just happened. Um, so I'm just going to continue doing what inspires me most. And uh, what's happening right now, I'm just going to make it as big as I can. Uh, what's happening right now is I actually did get uh, connected with a producer from Warner Brothers. Um, and we are recording an album right now called Nightmares. Nice. It's not a Warner Brothers release. He's working outside the label. Um, but uh, he, we're definitely going to shop it around and see who can pick it up. And, um, and uh, j- yeah, just take it as far as we can. Well, best of luck with that. That's good stuff. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, when you when you swing through the United States on your grand tour, you'll have to give us backstakes patches so yes. we can come and hang out. Sounds like a deal. You know, what's funny is I, I meet a lot of people on Instagram, and uh, a lot of them are in the southern states. And for whatever reason, that seems to be like a UFO hotspot for you guys. Is all the southern states are just for sure exploding with UFO activity. Right. And I made a joke that uh, because there's all these people there saying like, if you come down to here and perform you can you can stay at my place kind of thing right and then you don't have to spend all this money on hotels and stuff and then i made the joke about you know i would book tour dates specifically based on ufo hot spots and Shit. so i'll go around i would go around the southern states play these shows and then we all go ufo hunting afterwards and that seemed like a really good thing so i was going to call it the ufo sa tour <laughs> i love that yes so, so we actually have a standing invitation in Las Vegas to go out and check out all these hotspots if we ever make it out there. Right. Uh, so you should book a oh, date wow. in Las Vegas and get to go. You could, we could come out there, too, and we can all go to these crazy hotspots that our friend Cryptid knows about. Yeah. 
That would be really cool, actually. Yeah. Dude, that'd be nuts. We should do it together. Yeah. That'd be yeah. I've never been to nuts. Vegas, personally. Oh, dude, you'd love Vegas. You would love it. Why, like, why do you say that? Just what, trust what me on this. Just trust me on this. You will have a good time in Vegas. Dirty mind. I have a good time everywhere I go. <laughs> oh, fuck. Listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere I go is Vegas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Iowa's my Vegas. Man. <laughs> Jesus. Well, Michael, That'd thank you so much, man, for, like, for taking the time and hanging out with us tonight. Hey, thank you for having me. This was really fun. Hell yeah, man. Definitely going to have you back on. Is this the farthest we've had away? Have we had anybody from outside the United States on the show before? Shit, I don't know. Well, yeah, we had Barry. We had Barry. Oh, yeah, we had Barry. We had Barry. Oh, sorry, you got beat out by the Irish as far as (laughs) the farthest away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was ridiculous. It's been a while since we've done an interview. (laughs) Because we had to record at like 11 a.m. our time. (laughs) I was drinking then, too. Yeah. (laughs) He just does shit. Oh, I love it. That's good stuff. All right, peeps. On that happy little note, we're going to let you go. and We do have uh... to mention a few things before you close the show. I like cutting you off. You know that. Yeah, yeah. That's why (laughs) Um, I always start to do it. You have to go check out our network. Go to podbros.com. Tell them you love our show and check out all the other shows. There's like 30 shows on there. We are the only paranormal show, um, but there are tons of shows. There's a show about Jean-Claude Van Damme where they follow his filmography, and now they're getting into his new show. They go in order Nice for his full (laughs) filmography. There's... there's a show. There's shows about all kinds of geek shows, all kinds of um, <laughs> gamer shows. They have some comedy shows. They also have some racing and wrestling and specific shows for certain topics. So go check them out. Say hi. And we're gonna have John on, who's the owner of that network, next week. That's right. On our news episode. So yeah, go check them out. If. Uh, you want to give us a call or text, or you can send us some racy photos to 913-730-7255. And just remember that we will have that photo forever, and we'll share it everywhere. So be careful with that. Be careful. <laughs> and we have a Patreon. You can go join. It's as little as a dollar. But if you sign up at the $10 level, you can get a free Skype psychic reading from Josh Hurd, who's not a psychic, but he'll not have even fun a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, go oh, do all man. that great stuff. We have a Threadless store. If we didn't mention that, you get another angry text from Myron. That's right. We have great stuff on there. We even have a shirt that talks about butt stuff. I'm sure Jenna, who's gonna get a psychic reading from you soon, that's right. really wants that shirt. She will. Yeah, you ordered some last week, didn't you? Dude, I ordered 50 bucks worth of shit. Like, <laughs> I got all sorts of fun stuff coming. It'll be good. Oh, yeah, find us all online everywhere. Okay, now you can finish your little <laughs> spiel, Josh. All right. Thank you guys very much for listening. Michael, thank you again for joining us tonight. Um, and we will talk to everybody very, very soon. Peace out. Peace out.